0: Hmm. <laughs> hmm. 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 So as I said yesterday morning, um, I'm focusing this month on the reflections on the paramis, these beautiful qualities of mind that uh, um, help us uh, on the path. And uh, yesterday I talked about generosity and tonight I'd like to offer uh, some reflections on the parami of patience. Patience. And I have a number of teachings and things to share, and um, I, w- I was having to practice patience with the fact that I couldn't quite get it to sort itself out in an orderly fashion. So we'll see. I hope there'll be something of, of some help um, just to spend some time together, perhaps can contemplating this quality, uh, and perhaps... Uh, clarifying our understanding of of what it is and what it isn't and um, just what place that might have in our practice here um, and in our life Um, so yeah so I was thinking one of the one of the ways I'll I'll go ahead and start with this um, So, um, this is from the Buddha. How, Lord, did you cross the flood? Without tarrying, friend, and without struggling, did I cross the flood. But how could you do so, O Lord? When tarrying, friend, I sank, and when struggling, I was swept away. So, friend, it is by not tarrying and not struggling that I have crossed the flood. So, perhaps you already have a sense of this, um, of of the the part that patience has to play in this uh, crossing of the flood. You know, and uh, the floods of the mind, the floods of the world. And um, I was struck by, I want, some of these uh, metaphors or images for this experience that we all have, at times in retreat or in the world, of, of just the, the sense of being flooded, the mind being flooded with that which is obscuring and, and confusing, and you know, this different different energies, different different ways we could. Describe that, and um, how much patience. If we can really understand that, understand it as a quality. If we can really know how to practice that, how to how to cultivate that, and and what really supports that, isn't so it's Kind of such a a key support in this uh, challenge, and how how much we see our minds being just um, the buffeted right, by the worldly winds. It's another image of, again, somehow forces and energies that push and pull and uh, these worldly winds, these floods. And we probably all know that experience of being pulled and pushed by, you know, the worldly winds, I'll just, spend a lot just to name them, the, the pleasure and pain, the happiness and unhappiness, the way that without clarity, without wisdom, they become just this experience of life, isn't it, that we're just constantly trying to get more... Trying to get the pleasant, or keep it, or we're trying to get away from the unpleasant, uh, and and our life can be so dominated by that, and our practice as well. Yeah, and so to get to know, in you know, it can be very very subtle, can't it? So. Just as, as even as our practice deepens and our minds quieten down, we start to feel and know and recognize these very, sometimes very subtle textures, almost unconscious ways in which we're sort of leaning, you know, it's like we're leaning and we don't even realize we are, as somebody was sharing with me today, like physically leaning and then realizing, oh, you know, I didn't realize I was doing that. The way we can so easily be in our practice orientated towards um, a kind of, you know, identifying with pleasure and pleasantness in practice as being, you know, right, I'm doing it right. (laughs) This is so, so tempting, isn't it? So seductive. And it's not that there isn't some truth in that, you know? So it's a kind of, it's it's a tricky one, like, you know... The figure of Mara, the trickster, the tempter, this this kind of comes in disguise, you know, sort of, kind of can worm its way into our really good intentions for practice. So pleasure and pain and gain and loss, again, you know, if we just think about our time here, or even our experience today, you know, oh, I felt that. You know, that calmness came and then it went. <laughs> I know. Oh, how can I get it back and just, oh. And and how in that can we see that there is, again, so often an unacknowledged sort of identification or a, you know, an I or a a meing and mying and mine that's go, that's going on in in relation to experience and that sense that can creep in unconsciously the one that that really believes it can control all this <laughs> the most deluded creature yeah and uh, so to 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 see the ways in which we are are buffeted because of perhaps some views we have about how practice should feel and you probably all know this very well or you wouldn't be here that you know practice and time on retreat can very often include lot you know kind of substantial swathes of unpleasantness <laughs> it's like that's you probably wouldn't be here if you didn't know that and and again you know not so inspiring hearing you and i you know the people i met with today and yesterday and just yeah you know that that skill and that wisdom of just acknowledging, oh my you know, I was so sleepy and I could not stay awake. I was worried my head was going to fall on the floor in the hall and you know and and uh, just the swirling mind from wherever we've been and and then how so many of you so like have this courage and wisdom to say, yeah, but is this kind of familiar? And actually, you know, I know you come on retreat and this is often there and it's okay I can be steady with it and we bring our skills and we bring our wisdom and we we find steadiness with that you know in different ways so I always also always want to commend you to your own wisdom with this you know it can be so easy to see and 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 over the ways in which we are still caught we are still not free of you know wanting pleasure, and it's okay, that's it's, like, you know, it's work in progress. That's our predicament until we're Arahants. So that's partly why I wanted to talk about this at the beginning of a, a patient's talk, because it's like, I, I don't know about you, but for me, I feel like I need reminding again and again and again, often every day, that difficulty is part of the path we keep trying to put it away we keep trying to find some path that doesn't include that or i think you know unconsciously even so so for me it's like and 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 then very pragmatically in the moment when there's difficulty arising then then because we've reflected on that we've remembered that then we're like oh oh okay maybe we got more chance of then right how do how is this how do i meet this How do I meet this so that it can be transformed, can be really a place of of freedom. And I know sometimes, you know, I I say things like that, I read it and I think, yeah, great, fine, sure, yeah, it's all very good in theory. (laughs) But when you're caught in something, you know, this is our practice, isn't it? So much of our practice is just that, oh, can I be steady, can I be patient right there, right here? That actually that is the very place of dukkha, is the place of freedom, potentially. I think this is a very, kind of very inspiring, and it's for you to see if that is for you, but often it can encourage me to say, okay, you know, just how, how, what will support that and be in the case, and we have all our skillful means, you know, all our, meditative skills and our wisdom and then our, our our good friends and 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 helpful conversation which is sometimes what we really need as well. <coughs> so yeah just to really emphasize this sense of the this experience of the floods and the winds and the waves you know it's often you get these water metaphors don't you like with the Hindrances, like when it's when it's all free of hindrance, you know, it's all clear and calm, and you know, yeah, great. <laughs> but um, so so often it's not quite like that, and so to really to really understand, really know how it's meeting that, it's handling that energy, that disturbance, that is the that's the one of the primary calmings on you know, what actually allows the water, the energy, the mind to, to, to clear. Because I feel like sometimes if we can't really work with and meet these energies, some bit of the mind is still a bit panicky. It feels like, oh, she doesn't know what to do with the Virgin. Ah, so I've got to kind of sit on it or pretend it's not happening or project it onto somebody else. Yep, that's really handy. Um, yeah, it's something wrong out there. So all those things that we do when we feel overwhelmed or we, you know, we, we can't quite find our skill or our courage or, you know, wisdom with this. But it really has potential and probably you all have experiences and stories on retreat and off retreat and um, I wasn't sure. Maybe I'll just share a very simple story something that happened to me a long time ago but it's... Stayed as one of those, you know, teaching moments when you really learned something. That I think I remember at least some of the time. <laughs> um, I Was on an aeroplane, and you know, fear, fear arises as it it does sometimes, and and having this sense of of really in that moment wanting to, you know, practice with this. With this, what does that mean? Well, I guess it means different things at different times. It just. Like, make, okay, you know, here I am, stuck on this thing, what else are you going to do? You know, again, run up and down the aisle screaming, probably not, not a good idea really. Um, So, so, okay, so opening to that, opening to that, and feeling, feeling, allowing myself to feel, feel the fear, you know, that simple but not easy uh, gesture of compassion and, and wisdom, with our minds. And then, and then what happened? It's it just, something starts to just shift and unfold. And then there was, what was there? I'm actually trying to remember now. Um, I think it was sadness, actually, that then somehow it sort of turned into sadness about leaving England, because that was what was happening. and And then somehow that was allowed and then that passed. And then there was this tremendous sort of sense of, of love, of love of particularly England but also just the kind of gratitude for life and, you know, and all... and then, and then whatever, you know, then something else happened. So, you know, it's like, (laughs) no no happy ending here. (laughs) But a real, you know something about that you know it's almost like isn't it strange how you find yourself not doing that until you're in a corner you've tried you know 9300 other things and it just okay i'm open to this then (sighs) yeah um but again i mean simple but not easy and needs you know appropriate resource appropriate time and place. Um, But yeah, how that energy of the mind, you know, think of somehow even these very strong energies of fear or anger or whatever the obstruction is, even when it's a very subtle sense of something, you don't even quite know what it is, it's just like, it just feels like there's something in the way, you know, some stuck sense, that it's this Miracle of mindfulness isn't it in a way of just being with Genuinely genuinely that kind of sifting out little by little of the aversion the judgment the I want to fix I want to understand I'm going to analyze this until it's dead Or <laughs> the different or you know all the different things that can pollute the mindfulness the attention it kind of carrying and then the way that gradually getting cleaned out and let go, and then there's this possibility sometimes of this just opening too, and there can be a transformation. And I wanted to share with you another piece I love from, um, Raina Maria Rilke. You probably may know this about dragons and princesses. I How could we forget those ancient myths that stand at the beginning of all races? The myths about dragons that are at the last moment transformed into princesses. Perhaps all the dragons in our lives are only princesses waiting for us to act just once with beauty and courage. Perhaps everything that frightens us is in its deepest essence something helpless that wants our love. Mm. Hmm, so The rest of the talk really I I want to kind of open up, just in a few different ways open up this theme of patience as one of the qualities or capacities of mind that is think really so helpful, so important um, in helping us uh, with uh, difficulties of our, our mind, our mind and our life. So let's see. So the Buddha said, patient endurance is the supreme austerity for overcoming that which obstructs. Yeah. And Ajahn Lee, the important factors for anyone practicing to gain release from all suffering and stress are perseverance and endurance, for every kind of goodness has to have obstacles, blocking way. For every kind of goodness has to have obstacles blocking the way. Mm. So again that encouragement to ah that actually the obstacles are not ah they are ah, this is actually where where the practice is where like as one of my teachers says that Patience is learned in the school of impatience. So I just, I'd like to highlight maybe four aspects of patience and you, you, you're probably aware these great, these great qualities, not only are they multifaceted once you really start to feel and explore and understand them, they also connect with a lot of other wholesome qualities. So, um, one aspect of it is a quality of accepting or allowing, right? That's somehow that, I always think of it as, a, as a, an aspect of metta, of loving kindness, that actually, mm, without some degree of friendliness, we can't be in relationship with something. Well, there's a statement. Well, I'm, hmm... I wonder. Well, we can ponder that. See if that's true in our experience. I mean, I have a sense that where the default is aversion, then there's a, there's a, like a necessary counterbalance of something like an approach quality, yeah, a kind of yeah antidote or something that's moving towards, turning towards. I love this. I found this. Um, a uh, description of patience as caring slowly. I have heard that this is from a talk by Greg Schaff. Actually, I think it's a quote from someone called John Chiadi or Chiadi. Caring slowly. Isn't that great? That's, that would be a practice for a retreat or for life, isn't it? Caring slowly. Don't we, don't we try and care in a hurry? A lot of the time. Okay, quick, quick. Be nice to yourself. Okay, right. <laughs> quick, hurry up. Come on, be nice already. Stop being so harsh that. <laughs> caring slowly. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So Ajahn Sumedho said, "Meta is kindness with awareness." It doesn't mean we resign ourselves to mediocrity or tyranny. It means that we don't get caught in the old patterns of fear, depression, jealousy or resentment. When we stop dwelling in aversion for ourselves or others, it is easier to bear with life's vicissitudes. So, yeah, maybe I'll jump ahead and then go back. Because when I was reflecting on this, it felt, and this is possibly an incomplete reflection, but I want to share it anyway. That there is such a thing as unwise patience. All right. Well, the shadow side of that might, you know. And when I started looking into this, I could see how um, something, like something masquerading as patience. You could say, like, oh, just put up with it until it goes away, you know. Or I think of that, that's aversion, isn't it? And I also think of what we've imbibed, possibly from childhood or conditioning, from the culture, I don't know, education, family, about um, a kind of, you know, it can be part of an oppressive structure where we are supposed to be patient because, you know, the person in power authority is telling us this is how it's going to be so tough luck and there's that kind of you know, kind of frozenness, a kind of, which, I, you know, you might see this as a near enemy of patience, or again, something that can masquerade as patience, or maybe some reason why we don't like patience, because people have told us (laughs) to be patient, and we want to tell them to, you know, go away, to put it politely. Right? So so it could be interesting for us to look into our own conditioning around that because I think it's probably different for different people. It can carry some unhelpful, most of oppressive kind of uh, aspect. And it could, it could almost maybe be an excuse for passivity. But I'm a really patient person so I'm just going to stay here and st- everything's just going to happen and I'm just going to be patient with it. I'm just going to sit here and let it all happen. I don't really have to do anything. Yeah. Something in that for me, and the way that then is not really patience. It's it's um, it's kind of defeat or you know fear. Something. There's something about patience where I think it has this meta quality of connection. Like that, you know. Do you sense that with the wholesome qualities of mind that they actually work to bring us into contact with life? You know, whether it's unpleasant or pleasant or neutral, you know, they support that, being present with how it is. And so these kind of, this these sort of perversions of, of patience are, are not not that, are they? They're a kind of, they're a, they're a pulling away. They're, they're, they're a kind of, yeah, they're a distancing. So I thought that was, I felt important to kind of just mention that, um, the way that, you know, again, these pesky and creep into everything, you know. So Ajahn Sucitta said, Patience is not meant to make you a doormat, but to act as a firebreak on immediate impulses that are not for our welfare. Then discernment can know what to bear with and when to act in a clear, responsible way. Do you hear that? It's like a real good example of how patience has to operate in connection with wisdom and kindness and and other factors as well. That if if we that it it creates that space or it creates uh, yeah some space where the, the wisdom the discernment faculty can actually come in and check it out you know is it actually you know, do I just need to bear with this or is it actually time to to act in a clear, responsible way? You now, I have a, a friend who is, I think of as a very patient person, and I've, I've learned a lot from them about patience. And I've also learned to really appreciate it when that person isn't, is suddenly not patient anymore and they just tell, they just say, no, stop it. <laughs> that's not okay, you know, if, if I, I've i done something unskillful or said something, you know, and, and, and I've really appreciated that and I... There's something about patience and then being willing to um, act in a way which... yeah is not is not um yeah is is not colluding with something that's unskillful you know maybe it's like being so patient with yourself with your with your bad habit <laughs> it's like too patient you know it's like that sometimes it's a con- okay come on right? You know? come on what you know wake up yeah do you i have to do that with myself sometimes and 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 it's not harsh and it's not judgmental it's just kind of yeah so to me that's another way that perhaps patience can be um, mm, not really patience but something else okay so going back to um, so this element of enduring of bear, bearing with something which is obviously so crucial and you and you know this and this is the this is the um, This is the sense of patience um, that can begin to get the sense of it as a timeless, or um, it's it's a not a timetable thing, right? It's, 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 I think when you really, somehow when patience is really present, there's almost a sense of... The time boundary is not relevant anymore, or or it's kind of somehow, mm, you know, sort of pushed to the side a little, or you know, kind of made less important. That there's there's a sense that it's the patience here and now, and or well not even now, just with with this, and actually. If there's any time sense there, maybe it's like, it's infinite, it's like as long as it takes, it's okay with me. And I've found that even just contemplating that, even just bringing that to mind can be helpful. Um, Again, Ajahn Sumedho says, when you are willing to be the one who has all the patience in the world, all the time in the world, you could say, to be with the existing condition you can let it cease so here we are right here we are with that right into this m- this moment of where we are where we're right close to the sense of what's disturbing or difficult and then the patience is right there right so again it's just coming very close just one helpful way I, I find thinking about it that it's so it's not anymore a kind of theory or policy or a good idea it's more like a, 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 a it may be an investigation or like would it be how would it like to be patient right here or right with with this hmm so that's just that's just one way of practicing I, I, I find very very helpful because it sort of saves you from some kind of you know ideal or policy or you know kind of good idea that doesn't quite really meet, meet us, meet our life. And patience is rooted in wisdom. So I was, I was thinking of a number of different examples of this and probably you could look at yourself and even you know, experience today or recently where something you under, suddenly understood in a different way suddenly made somehow, there's more space, there's more patience, there's more kind of willingness to be with, to bear with, because you understood something, right, and that could be just anything, anything that's true, Any anything that you, you know, you kind of weren't seeing, and then suddenly you go, oh, 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 right, and then somehow more patience is possible, just, um, recently um, here, in IMS, big, big uh, website, new website being set up, and I'd sort of forgotten that was happening, and I was beginning to get a bit um, impatient with it. (laughs) I've been really, really patient for a month. It was really interesting to see, and I got to this, and I said, well, look, it's been a month. Okay, that's it, enough already. (laughs) There's, there's the time boundary. And then I got an email and I heard, oh, the website changed. And I felt really different. And I, you know, and I wrote back and I said, I'll oh, be more patient or I'll be patient a bit longer. And I, it really felt different. It was like, oh, yeah. Understanding that wider context, yeah, you know, what's going on. It's not necessarily I like it, but that's okay. It's, it's my, ah. Oh. So understanding. And you probably find this, we you know the people in your life and situations in your life where you just understand a bit more. And just a very, just one example from my own life with my foster father. As he got older and frailer, uh, began to he began to share more about his life and somehow what he shared about the really, really difficult, really difficult aspects of his childhood. I, I could feel my whole sense of him and my whole relationship just sort of take a, you know, 360 degree or whatever it is, 180 degree shift and understanding some things about him that I hadn't understood before helped me so much with the patience and the, and the forgiveness and the compassion. And I, I think that's so often the case in different ways. Hmm. So, see, how are we doing? Have you learned anything about patience yet? No, no, don't answer that, it's fine. <laughs> <coughs> um, I wanted to share with you, so this is, I think this is, I actually don't know where this is from, I apologize, I think it's a commentarial, a lovely little summary of patience, I think it's, it must be Abhidham, you know, the way they, they spell everything out so clearly, which. My somewhat chaotic mind sometimes feels extremely reassuring. Patience has the characteristic of acceptance. Its function is to endure the desirable and the undesirable. Its manifestation is tolerance and non-opposition. Its proximate cause is seeing things as they really are. So... So, again, in terms of practice, can you hear, actually, there's, in a way, that there's, there, there's different ways in, there's different kind of ways of connecting with that quality. Um, and, of course, as, as you also all know, it's a natural, it's a natural capacity, quality in a human being, and it naturally grows through skillful practice. At least, I think, I think that's true. Um, but we can, we can encourage it. So, let's see, um, yeah, so on retreat, don't we, we find challenges and opportunities to, to practice patience, you know, and we, I was thinking that you, know, you take on the eight precepts, you're not going to eat after the, you know, the noon meal and then you get to see what happens around that, And how? yeah, wow, and what it takes to just be really patient and bear through that and be patient with the mind and be willing to sort of hold that commitment. I think, you know, any commitment you make brings frustration. I wonder if that's true. Again, I seem to be making statements. I don't usually do that. But it sounds true. But but when you make a commitment, again, maybe it's going back to that principle of obstacles in the path that actually something about Purification of the mind purification of view that actually has to include has to include what is um, Yeah, what is still kind of confused and not clear so you know the ways we can really um, See patience how much we need patience and you know, part of how this happens is with each other, isn't it, you know, with your fellow retreatants and the staff and the teachers, you know, so interesting, isn't it, of course, in the silence and the relative non-interactivity, how much you become aware of your impatience with other people, and that person walks too fast, that one walk, walks too slow, what are they trying to do, you know, what are they trying to say? <laughs> Um, you know, a famous one for me during a, a month of practicing metta. And, uh, you know, s- 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 there was this person, oh, I hope it's nobody here. Anyway, the teaching is on, on me, not on that, but slap, slap, slippers, slipper, slap, 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 Why do they have to, shouldn't they? I'm oh, quiet. <laughs> Righteous indignation. But it was great, it was great because I could see how ludicrous that was, you know. And it's like sometimes retreat, it's like you have this opportunity to bear with, whereas in our life we might just stride up to the person and say, For goodness sake, sort your slippers out, you know. <laughs> um she could be good too, possibly, I mean. But you know, to to be able to go, oh my goodness me, getting my knickers in such a twist about smallest things. Oh, another story I love about my own crazy mind is on a retreat at glass years ago, and some of you have probably heard this, when I just became, not just irritated, but completely enraged in the kitchen. I was the kitchen work yogi. And one of the, one of the coordinators, those the staff members, was not wearing an apron. Isn't that appalling? <laughs> Aren't you shocked? You're going to write to your senator. And I, I didn't deal well with it. I blew it. You know, I, I I actually told him. And I'll never forget. He turned out. He turned around to me. He said, "You're not supposed to be talking." Oh dear! It's embarrassing, isn't it, so, so, during retreat, in different ways, you know, we, people with, without their apron on, I'm sure you all have your own <laughs> versions of that, you know, and amazing, amazing, and, and the, an opportunity to practice patience, not just with others, but with our, with our mind. Now, isn't that really, I mean, especially on retreat, perhaps, where you're just like, wow, you know. I don't, th- I suspect none of you will get through retreat here without patience. Like, do you know, it's like, how could you get through a retreat without having patience with your own mind? Well, it's not your own mind, of course. It's just, you know, something happening somewhere over there. It's, <laughs> it's actually quite connected with what's happening over here and <laughs> over there as well. And so, um, so, I wanted to share a story Um Uh, about patience, which came to mind, and I found it in this book, uh, Soul Food. This is a Sufi, from the Sufi tradition. In the spiritual community that G.I. Gurdjieff led in France, an old man lived there who was was the personification of difficulty. Irritable, messy, fighting with everyone, and unwilling to clean up or help at all. No one got along with him. Finally, after many frustrating months of trying to stay with the group, the old man left for Paris. Gurdjieff followed him and tried to convince him to return, but it had been too hard and the man said no. At last, Gurdjieff offered the man a very big monthly stipend if he returned. How could he refuse? When he returned, everyone was aghast. And on hearing that he was being paid, while they were being charged a lot to be there, the community was up in arms. Gurdjieff called them together and after hearing their complaints, laughed and explained, this man is like yeast for bread. He said, without him here, you would never really learn about anger, irritability, patience and compassion. That is why you pay me and I pay him. It's not a great story. Wow. You know, and we generally don't have to find someone to pay, (laughs) right? (laughs) Maybe it's not so much here, but, but in the world. I mean, that possibility of, you know, difficult people or people with whom we have difficulty in that. What would it be, you know, for us here and the people we carry around in our minds and then in the world to to let those challenging challenging people be uh, genuinely an opportunity to 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 cultivate patience? Um, yeah. Okay. Well. Hmm. Hmm, not sure. Well, oh, hmm. Let's see. Hmm. Maybe maybe I'll just sort of pause there and just make some space um, just to reiterate again that the possibility of patience with what's happening now, and being able to um, practice that, F- really find out how just this will willingness uh, to be spacious. Uh, sometimes maybe it's not just coming close; it's actually getting really, really big. I know, going, going out, or going out into space, which I sometimes do. You know, and then the perspective from there on what what's happening. Uh, or coming really, really close to the what's actually happening right now, where the dukkha is. Being created, and can actually stop being created. It's there's this possibility. Perhaps we can begin to feel as we come closer to the that 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 rub, that friction, uh, uh the very subtle sense in which we, you know, there's that pulling away from or separation. You know, me and it, and what happens when we allow it. Whatever is happening, we make that space, we open, we soften, we widen, and discover actually that there is quite miraculous capacity in the mind for patient endurance we didn't even know we had. But we only discover it through being able to make this movement of compassion, this movement of, of uh, opening to, yeah. Somehow finding that it's 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 a compassionate, wise allowing. And somehow without that, uh, we we continue to, you know, flap about and flail about and strategize and you know try and get away and all all of that all, all that we do. And just this simple, simple shift again and again to ah, oh, can I just, just be here, here, here with with this? Mm. So maybe I'll um, I'll just close these reflections. I'm sharing another beautiful teaching from Dilgo Kiense Rinpoche. Maintain the state of simplicity. If you encounter happiness, prosperity or other favorable circumstances, consider them as dreams, illusions, and do not get attached to them. If you are stricken by illness, deprivation or other physical or mental trials do not let yourself be discouraged but rekindle your compassion and generate the wish that through your suffering the suffering of others may be exhausted. Whatever the circumstance do not plunge into elation or misery but stay free comfortable in the unshakable heart of equanimity. Thank you for your attention and let's uh, close our evening together by sharing the chant on the reflections on the sharing of blessings.